Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. A Dear Media original podcast. Hi, welcome to Good Instincts. I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. Join me every Monday through Friday for bite-sized episodes designed to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. This should feel good like really good. And it will, I promise. So our guest today is Jenna Ushkowitz. You know her from Glee. She's an actress, singer, producer, and the host of the podcast show. And that's what you really missed all about her time on Glee. And now she's a new mama too. Jenna, thank you so much for being here. You're our very first guest on Good Instincts. I'm so honored and congratulations. Thank you for having me. I feel like I've gotten the gold medal of podcasts. (laughs) I mean, it's a really fun guest for us to have, I think, for so many reasons. But first of all, before we get into it, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh. How are you doing? Thanks. I'm full. Definitely fall. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody and to you. This is my favorite holiday. So I'm like super excited. We do like multiple Thanksgivings over this weekend. So I, it's like never ending. I'm just continuing to eat all the time, but it was really, really great. It's really lovely. And it's my daughter's first Thanksgiving. So it was really special. That is so special. And I feel like a lot of people, people have different thoughts on leftovers? Are you a leftover person? Are you... 1,000%. I'm actually like a moist maker girl. I don't know the Friends reference. Tell me more. (laughs) So there's a Friends reference. If you're a Friends fan, you'll know where Monica makes the moist maker, where you you do a piece of bread and gravy in the middle of a turkey sandwich. So I'm a big moist maker fan. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Great terminology. I think I maybe... It's sounding semi-familiar, but you mentioned your daughter and it's been so special to watch you transition into motherhood. And it's such an intimate and vulnerable time and like getting to see a close-up look at someone's life during that time. I don't know. I think it really helps people. And I know that you've been really into self-care for a while. Mm -hmm. And then when you have a baby, there's kind of this transition period where you're like, oh, what's kind of like the baseline self-care I need? Totally. I was wondering how that time was going for you and how you were doing in that transition. Yeah, thank you. You know, I think like I always try to be pretty transparent on social media and I think it's like so important you don't see like 
moms with babies crying so much. Like you see all the good things and their perfect outfits and you know, all of this and it's just not reality. So I just try to be as honest and open as I possibly can because social media can be so damaging as much as it brings joy and good things as well. In the last like probably five to 10 years, I've been really mindful about like my self-care and putting myself first and making sure that I like take care of myself for, and then now even more important because I have to take care of my family and my baby and it's going well. It's going really well. I am very lucky to have had my husband who had many, many weeks that he was able to take off on paternity leave. So I had help, you know, and that was really helpful in just like getting in a shower every day. <laughs> And like eating, eating something and having your water bottle filled up and, you know, all these like simple things that seem so minute, but become like luxuries. And now I think like the biggest thing for me is working out is like a huge part of my self-care routine. Every day I was working out, even throughout my pregnancy, I was lucky enough to have such a good physical experience of pregnancy. So I was able to move my body and that kind of came to a screeching halt. I had a C-section and I had to really take care of myself. Also part of self-care is like letting yourself slow down and teaching yourself how to like actually like give your body the time that it needs to heal. And I thought that was going to be really, really hard for me because of the way that I have functioned pre-pregnancy and pregnancy. I actually was very, the probably the kindest I've ever been to my body in this time. And I don't know if it's just looking at her that you're like, yeah, I did that. And, you know, this is this is more important now. Like, I want to be a great role model for her and have her have a good outlook on her her own physical self and also how her mother talks about herself. I'm just so amazed by the female body and what it can do. So it's going well. It's just it's really hard. <laughs> That's not all of that said, like all that stuff that I talked about is not easy work. It's a lot of work. Completely. And that was so beautifully said. And I think that that's kind of the point. It's all of those things all at once. Yes. <laughs> and I also had a C-section. And as you were saying that, it so many things came up. And I think the thing for me, which it sounds like maybe for you too, is it was a complete loss of ego. And I had never had that in my entire, like, I was just like, <laughs> who even cares? And it was so freeing. And then you get to a point where you kind of toggle back a little bit and you're like, oh, I actually do care about a couple of things. But I do think that there's like that temporary loss of ego that winds up being so healthy and freeing. That's exactly what it was. It was really freeing. It was the wildest thing because we was just so in control of like what I would do and say. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, you have no other options. You have no other options right now, but to be kind and gentle and like for yourself and for your family and for your baby. I love that. You know, I see your rebounder in the back (laughs) and I know I followed along on that journey of (laughs) rebounding all through pregnancy and I love watching you do it. And it seemed to me like a religious practice. And I was wondering if there was like a mental health aspect to that as well. A million percent. I started bouncing probably over two years ago now, maybe three. Oh my God. And I was determined through my pregnancy that I was still going to be able to get on my trampoline because it was honestly one of my biggest fears was like, I wasn't going to be able to bounce. I was able to do it up until about six months, but I had really bad like ligament pain. So it was, it just didn't feel good. And it, it, that's scary when things don't feel good during pregnancy, you go like, okay, that's my body saying like, don't do that. So that was kind of hard for me to, to stop. But now I'm back. I'm fully back. I took all the time to heal 
And I feel so happy that I am back on the trampoline and doing it when I can fit it in. Good. I think that in this journey, it sounds like you've been really listening to your gut, which Mm -hmm. I think is the most important thing a mom can do, like to really hone that. And one of the things that I really admired was the fact that you kind of really listened to your gut and you not only kept your daughter's face off social media, but you also kept her name up until very recently. And I wanted to know if you could share a little bit on that. It feels like a really healthy boundary. And I was wondering if you've always been really good at boundaries. Ah, (laughs) <laughs> um, let me answer that first. No, I'm not, I am yeah. not always good at boundaries. It took a really long time, a lot of work, a lot of therapy. I'm an amazing therapist I see every week. And that was something I had to learn because I was such a welcome mat. I was a people pleaser. And, you know, that was a huge, huge thing for me, probably in my 20s to figure out in all of my relationships from family to friends to romantic relationships. So no, I wasn't always good at that. So thank you for saying that. Social media, like I've said throughout this interview is like, it can be such a scary world. And I think even more so now having a daughter in Los Angeles, it really is daunting thing to think about her getting on a phone with the filters and the way that we see the world. And if you don't have a good grasp on what it is that you're looking at, it can be really hard for people. And mental health is such a thing. And, you know, I'm really wary of that. And I'm trying to start early, especially for me, it's a business as well. And it's a part of a way for me to connect with fans and with new followers who have kind of joined my motherhood journey. And I'm so grateful for the support, truly. Like the most, the best response I've gotten is when I post these very honest stories about my postpartum journey. I don't think I could have done it without these other mamas like kind of cheering you on and saying, I went through the same thing. You're you're going to come out of it stronger. But yeah, I, I chose not to share Emma's name it wasn't even like a really conscious thing. You know, we had started one before I gave birth. My husband and I had decided he's not on really on social media at all. He doesn't really love it. So we decided like, let's stay in the cocoon for as long as we possibly can. And then it kind of stuck and I kind of just liked it. And I had this instinct my mom instinct came out and I was like, I have to be protective of her. I don't know who like who's seeing her face. And it's hard out there. It's such a huge kind of virtual world. And so I got really protective. But I felt so grateful for the support that I had gotten. And I did want to share. And I do want to share. And I talk about her so much. So I wanted to share her name. Her name is Emma. And I just wanted to kind of give people a piece, but also be really transparent with the fact that I'm not ready. And that's okay. If I decide to show her face at some point, I will. If it feels good, I will. But right now, like I'm really enjoying this time of keeping her kind of to ourselves. I love it so much. And I think that those types of boundaries really translate to healthy boundaries and overall health. I think it's a it's amazing evolution for you also personally. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. <laughs> I listened to the most recent episode <laughs> of your podcast. <laughs> And it's all about you guys talking to the creator of Glee, Ryan Murphy. Mm -hmm. And I was really struck by your conversation. One thing in particular, which was that it sounds like at the very beginning, he was really hands-on with you guys. And then as the show went on, 
he wound up being pulled away more to the business side of being less involved. And it sounds like you guys had a lot of feelings about that. And when you guys got together more recently, you had an opportunity to kind of tell him Mm -hmm. how that felt for you. And I was wondering how that felt to be able to kind of share something that was a really big emotional thing and then get to be able to be like, you know what, this is how it felt. Yeah, I think that the biggest thing that we have taken away with Ryan in the last year has been healing, the word healing. He was incredibly candid and open and vulnerable on the podcast. And we're so grateful for that. Not a lot of people get to hear him that way, but that's how we know him. So I was really grateful that he was willing to share that with the world and his experience with Glee, which he doesn't talk about a lot. Yeah, there was definitely a reckoning. And I feel like, or I felt in that time when we were able to kind of offload, it was like being abandoned by a father figure in many, many ways. And that will bring up so much pain, you know, and resentment and anger over time if it goes unresolved. So to go that many years without really being able to speak your piece and feeling like you may actually never be able to do it, to have that moment. Like I thank Naya for that every day because she's she had the most unfiltered mouth you would ever, ever meet. And so of course she would make us all talk, you know? And so we were really grateful mm-hmm. for that. And with Ryan, it was, it just felt like true healing. I feel very resolved and it's partially why we were able to come back to the podcast in this new format, we felt ready again. And I think that was really important or we probably wouldn't have done it. It's so funny because as you were saying that, and I remember on the podcast, it felt like that absentee father feeling. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I think is so special about that is like with people we love, we can't expect for people to never disappoint us. But the thing I think we really need is when they disappoint us to be able to say, hey, that felt really shitty to me. And it sounded like he really owned it. And he was like, that must have felt really awful. And I get that. And I wish I had been more present. And when he said that, there was a part of me that was like, whoa, that is so healthy. And it really translates back to parenting, which is like with our own kids, you'll say something or you'll snap at something just because like you're overwhelmed and tired and whatever. And to be able to be like, oof, can I get a do-over? Like, I don't like the way I said that. Totally. It was really empowering and also really healing to hear him respond that way. You're right. Like he could have just said, thank you for saying that. And I appreciate you sharing, but like he really took ownership of it and accountability of it. And that felt really like so much growth had happened. So there's a new documentary coming out about (laughs) a lot of the tragedies that surrounded your show, which is really unique. Yeah. And I was wondering kind of how you were feeling about it. Is this like scratching old wounds? Is this kind of healing in a way? Are you kind of completely detached from it? Yeah, I'm pretty detached from it, to be honest. The documentary is not associated with Ryan Murphy or any of the creators of the show. And that is really disappointing to me. And it felt like timing-wise with our podcast coming out and having Ryan's blessing and him coming on the show and talking about his experience, it made it even more profound and important to look at your sources because... Yeah, this documentary, they've already said, is going to be very much featured around whatever the behind the scenes that they think happened and the tragedies and the glee curse or whatever you want to call it, which we hate. And, you know, to be honest, Kevin and I really felt 
compelled to share the million good things that happen versus the five bad things that you see in the media. And so for us to have control over it, I mean, we were watching Selena Gomez's documentary the other day and my husband and I were talking about it afterwards. And you see all these amazing documentaries of these massive, massive artists who you think you know, and then they get to share their story. And like, it felt like being in control of what the media takes so out of control was actually really empowering for us and felt really important to do. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting to bring it back to the other documentaries, which is like, there are some that you really do feel like you get this really healing inside look and it all kind of depends on how it's done. Totally, totally. And who's doing it, right? Like if if Gaga has control over it and Selena has control over it, it's a very different story than somebody who's coming from the outside. And I just will say about the documentary, like nobody I know is involved in it. Got it. That makes complete sense. Well, I'm so glad you have your podcast because (laughs) it is this inside look at this show that I think most of America were huge fans of. And I love the format of rewatching. Is there anything we should be keeping our eyes and ears peeled for? Yeah, I mean, we're we're definitely recapping the show. So we are trying to do it in an interesting and fun way for all of our listeners and also for me and Kevin, because it is a long show and it's a long running show. And sometimes it gets real weird, to be honest. And so <laughs> we want to keep it fun and light. It had the infusion of like, all the top hits of music. And like Ryan said, a love letter to music was the show really. Like to have all of these kind of outside forces influencing the way the show kind of went and like what songs we did and what mashups we did. We really are interested in diving into that and the phenomenon of like, what celebrities were fans of the show and who grew up with the show that's now super famous. So we really want to kind of get into that as well. And so I think it'll be really different and exciting and fun than what we were doing before. It's a really, really fun show. I'm subscribed. I'm a fan. I'm into it. I'm ready. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) So I ask everyone two questions that I think are really kind of a nice way to get like a real peek although we have had such a good peak already. (laughs) I really wanted to know what's something that's making you feel really grounded right now? It could be truly anything, a practice or a person or a mindset. Hmm, That's really good. I'm such a planner, you know, such a control freak in some ways. I love like order. And so having a child, you have to kind of like submit to what's in front of you and slowing down. So that has been really grounding for me and just really appreciating how fast the time is moving. I think that's really important for people to hear because it's so true. And the last question I have for you is what is a meal or snack that you could never get sick of? Oh, well, here's a really funny short story. I never had a sweet tooth. My husband has a sweet tooth. So at night, like I'd be eating chips and he'd be eating chocolate, right? During my pregnancy, I had a sweet tooth. I would love gelato and ice cream and all of the fun things that never went away. So I have a full sweet tooth now and I have to have like something sweet at the end of my night now. And so uh, I still think though that like, I couldn't go without potato chips. (laughs) I would never get sick of them. There's too many varieties and there's too many, like every bag is different. (laughs) I get that. Oh, the branding matters to you. A million percent. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It's like, are you in the mood for one or like a thicker chip or a thinner chip? But 
it's it's a thing. But no, I will never get sick of a potato chip. I love it. <laughs> Jenna, thank you so much for being here. It was so lovely to speak to you. I think a lot of people are going to be really excited to listen to this. Thank us. you. Thank you so much for having me. It's just my favorite to talk about what you are doing on your podcast and like talking about mindfulness and self-care and self-love and all of the things. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you soon. See you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Good Instincts, hosted and written by me, Shira Barlow. You can find me on Instagram at Shira underscore RD. Good Instincts is a Dear Media Daily produced by Katherine Hugh. If you like this episode, please make sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate us.